Section seven of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume nine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume nine, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night nine hundred and one. Now, when it was the nine hundred and first night, she pursued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that quoth the cat to the mouse, So suffer me to night with thee this night, after which I will wend my way. Hearing these words, the mouse replied, how shall I suffer thee enter my nest, seeing that thou art my natural foe, and thy food is of my flesh? Indeed, I fear lest thou false me, for that is of thy nature, and there is no faith in thee, and the byword saith, It befitteth not to entrust a lecher with a fair woman, nor a moneyless man with money, nor fire with fuel. Neither doth it behove me to entrust myself to thee, and tis said, Enmity of kind, as the enemy himself groweth weaker, groweth stronger. The cat made answer in the faintest voice, as if she were in the most piteous case, saying, What thou advancest of admonitory instances is the truth, and I deny not my offences against thee. But I beseech thee to pardon that which is past of the enmity of kind between me and thee. For tis said, Whoso forgiveth a creature like himself, his creature will forgive him his sins. Tis true that whilom I was thy foe, but here I am a suitor for thy friendship. And they say, And thou wilt have thy foe become thy friend, do with him good. O oh, my brother, I swear to thee by Allah, and make a binding covenant with thee, that I will hurt thee never more, and for the best of reasons, to wit, that I have no power thereto. Wherefore place thy trust in Allah, and do good, and accept my oath and covenant. Quoth the mouse, How can I accept the covenant of one between whom and me there is a rooted enmity? and whose want it is to deal treacherously by me. Were the feud between us aught but one of blood, this were light to me, but it is an enmity of kind between souls, and it is said, Whoso trusteth himself to his foe is as one who thrusteth a hand into a serpent's mouth. Quoth the cat, full of wrath, My breast is straight, and my soul is faint. Indeed, I am in articulo mortis, and ere long I shall die at thy door, and my blood will be on thy head, for that thou hadst it in thy power to save me in mine extremity, and this is my last word to thee. Herewith the fear of Allah Almighty overcame the mouse, and Ruth got hold upon his heart, and he said to himself, Whoso would have the succour of Allah the Most High against his foe, let him entreat with him in compassion and kindness show. 
I rely upon the Almighty in this matter, and will deliver this cat from this her strait, and earn the divine reward for her. So he went forth, and dragged into his nest the cat, where she abode till she was rested, and somewhat strengthened and restored, when she began to bewail her weakness, and wasted strength, and want of gossips. The mouse entreated her in friendly guise, and comforted her, and busied himself with her service. But she crept along, till she got command of the issue of the nest, lest the mouse should escape. So when the nest-owner would have gone out after his want, he drew near the cat, whereupon she seized him, and taking him in her claws, began to bite him, and shake him, and take him in her mouth, and lift him up, and cast him down, and run after him, and crunch him, and torture him. The mouse cried out for help, beseeching deliverance of Allah, and began to upbraid the cat, saying, Where is the covenant thou madest with me, and where are the oaths thou swearest to me? Is this my reward from thee? I brought thee into my nest, and trusted myself to thee. But sooth he speaketh that saith, Whoso relieth on his enemy's promise, desireth not salvation for himself. And again, Whoso confideth himself to his foe, deserveth his own destruction. Yet do I put my trust in my Creator, for he will deliver me from thee. Now, as he was in this condition, with the cat about to pounce on him and devour him, behold, up came a huntsman with hunting-dogs trained to the chase. One of the hounds passed by the mouth of the nest, and hearing a great scuffling, thought that within was a fox tearing somewhat. So he crept into the hole to get at him, and coming upon the cat, seized on her. When she found herself in the dog's clutches, she was forced to take thought anent saving herself, and loosed the mouse alive and whole, without wound. Then the hound brake her neck, and dragging her forth of the hole, thrust her down dead. And thus was exemplified the truth of the saying, Who hath compassion? shall at the last be compassionated. Whoso oppresseth shall presently be oppressed. This then, O king, added the interpreter, is what befell the mouse and the cat, and teacheth that none should break faith with those who put trust in him. For whoever doth perfidy and treason, there shall befall him the like of that which befell the cat. As a man meeteth, so shall it be meted unto him, and he who betaketh himself to good shall gain his eternal reward. But grieve thou not, neither let this trouble thee, O king, for that assuredly thy son, after his tyranny and oppression, shall return to the goodliness of thy policy. And I would that yon yearned man, thy wazir Shimas, had concealed from thee naught in that which he expounded unto thee. And this had been well advised of him, for tis said, those of the folk who most abound in fear are the amplest of them in knowledge, and the most emulous of good. The king received his interpreter's speech with submission, and gifted him and his fellows with rich gifts. Then dismissing them, he arose, and withdrew to his own apartments, and fell to pondering the issue of his affair. When night came, he went in to one of his women, who was most in favour with him, and dearest to him of them all, and lay with her, and ere some four months had passed over her, the child stirred in her womb, 
whereas she rejoiced with joy exceeding, and told the king. Quoth he, My dream said sooth, by Allah the helper, and he lodged her in the goodliest of lodgings, and entreated her with all honour, bestowing on her store of rich gifts and manifold boons. Then he sent one of his pages to fetch his wazir Shimas, and as soon as he was in the presence, told the minister what had betided, rejoicing, and saying, My dream is come true, and I have won my wish. It may be this burthen will be a man-child, and inherit the kingdom after me. What sayest thou of this, O Shimas? But he was silent, and made no reply. Whereupon cried the king, What aileth thee that thou rejoicest not in my joy, and returnest me no answer? Doth the thing mislike thee, O Shimas? Hereat the wazir prostrated himself before him, and said, O king, may Allah prolong thy life! What availeth it to sit under the shade of a tree, if there issue fire therefrom? And what is the delight of one who drinketh pure wine, if he be choked thereby? And what doth it profit to quench one's thirst with sweet cool water, if one be drowned therein? I am Allah's servant and thine, O king. But there are three things whereof it besitteth not the understanding to speak till they be accomplished. To wit, the wayfarer, till he return from his way, the man, who is in fight, till he hath overcome his foe, and the pregnant woman, till she hath cast her burthen. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of Night 901 Night 902 Now when it was the nine hundred and second night, she resumed, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that after Shimas had enumerated to the king the three things whereof it besitteth not the understanding to speak, save after they are done, he continued, For know, O king, that he who speaketh of aught before its accomplishment is like the fakir who had hung over his head the jar of clarified butter. What is the story of the fakir? asked the king, and what happened to him? Answered the wazir, O king, they tell this tale, and enter the fakir and his jar of butter. A fakir abode once with one of the nobles of a certain town, who made him a daily allowance of three scones and a little clarified butter and honey. Now such butter was dear in those parts and the devotee laid all that came to him together in a jar he had, till he filled it and hung it up over his head for safe-keeping. One night, as he sat on his bed, staff in hand, he fell amusing upon the butter and the greatness of its price, and he said to himself, Needs must I sell all this butter I have by me, and buy with the price and you, and take to partner therein a feller-fellow, who hath a ram. The first year she will bear a male lamb, and a female, and the second a female and a male, and these in their turn will bear other males and other females. Nor will they give over bearing females and males till they become a great matter. Then will I take my share, and vent thereof what I will. The males I will sell, and buy with them bulls and cows, 
which will also increase and multiply and become many after which i will purchase such a piece of land and plant a garden therein and build thereon a mighty fine palace moreover i will get me robes and raiment and slaves and slave-girls and hold a wedding never was seen the like thereof i will slaughter cattle and make rich meats and sweetmeats and confections and assemble all the musicians and mimes and mountebanks and player folk and after providing flowers and perfumes and all manner sweet herbs i will bid rich and poor fakirs and ulema captains and lords of the land and whoso asketh for aught i will cause it to be brought him and i will make ready all manner of meat and drink and send out a crier to cry aloud and say whoso seeketh aught let him ask and get it lastly i will go into my bride after her unveiling and enjoy her beauty and loveliness and i will eat and drink and make merry and say to myself verily hast thou won thy wish and will rest from devotion and divine worship then in due time my wife will bear me a boy and i shall rejoice in him and make banquets in his honour and rear him daintily and teach him philosophy and mathematics and polite letters so that i shall make his name renowned among men and glory in him among the assemblies of the learned and i will bid him to do good and he shall not gainsay me and i will forbid him from lewdness and iniquity and exhort him to piety and the practice of righteousness and i will bestow on him rich and goodly gifts and if i see him obsequious in obedience i will redouble my bounties towards him but and i see him inclined to disobedience i will come down on him with this staff so saying he raised his hand to beat his son withal but the staff hit the jar of butter which overhung his head and break it whereupon the shards fell upon him and the butter ran down upon his head his rags and his beard so his clothes and bed were spoiled and he became a caution to whoso would be cautioned wherefore o king added the wazir it behoveth not a man to speak of aught ere it come to pass answered the king thou sayest sooth fair fall thee for a wazir verily the truth thou speakest and righteousness thou counsellest indeed thy rank with me is such as thou couldst wish and thou shalt never cease to be accepted of me thereupon the wazir prostrated himself before the king and wished him permanence of prosperity saying allah prolong thy days and thy rank upraise know that i conceal from thee naught nor in private nor in public aught thy pleasure is my pleasure and thy displeasure my displeasure there is no joy for me save in thy joyance and i cannot sleep of nights and thou be angered against me for that allah the most high hath vouchsafed me all good through thy bounties to me wherefore i beseech the almighty to guard thee with his angels and to make fair thy reward whenas thou meetest him the king rejoiced in this whereupon shimaz arose and went out before him in due time the king's wife bare a male child and the messengers hastened to bear the glad tidings and to congratulate the souverain 
who rejoiced therein with joy exceeding and thanked all with abundant thanks saying alhamdulillah lord to the lord who hath vouchsafed me a son after i had despaired for he is pitiful and ruthful to his servants then he wrote to all the leaders of the land acquainting them with the good news and bidding them to his capital and great were the rejoicings and festivities in all the realm accordingly there came emirs and captains grandees and sages a lemur and literati scientists and philosophers from every quarter to the palace and all presenting themselves before the king company after company according to their different degrees gave him joy and he bestowed largesse upon them then he signed to the seven chief wazirs whose head was shimas to speak each after the measure of his wisdom upon the matter which concerned him the most so the grand wazir shimas began and sought leave of the king to speak which being granted he spake as follows praised be allah who brought us into existence from non-existence and who favoureth his servants with kings that observe justice and equity in that wherewith he hath invested them of rule and dominion and who act righteously with that which he appointed at their hands of provision for their lieges and most especially our sovereign by whom he hath quickened the deadness of our land with that which he hath conferred upon us of bounties and hath blessed us of his protection with ease of life and tranquillity and fair dealing what king ever did with his folk that which this king hath done with us in fulfilling our needs and giving us our dues and doing us justice one of another and in abundant carefulness over us and redress of our wrongs indeed it is of the favour of allah to the people that their king be assiduous in ordering their affairs and in defending them from their foes for the end of the enemy's intent is to subdue his enemy and hold him in his hand and many peoples bring their sons as servants unto kings and they become with them in the stead of slaves to the intent that they may repel ill-willers from them as for us no enemy hath trodden our soil in the days of this our king by reason of this passing good fortune and exceeding happiness that no describer may avail to describe for indeed it is above and beyond all description and verily o king thou art worthy of this highest happiness and we are under thy safeguard and in the shadow of thy wings may allah make fair thy reward and prolong thy life indeed we have long been diligent in supplication to allah almighty that he would vouchsafe an answer to our prayers and continue thee to us and grant thee a virtuous son to be the coolth of thine eyes and now allah extolled and exalted be he hath accepted of us and replied to our petition and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of night nine hundred and two